This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This week, we're telling the story of Noah Flight 22. Thanks for listening. That that's sound. What, that's what we should use. That is what we should use. <laughs> I don't know if that, that is, makes enough waves for Bri, but like I apologize to everyone who just heard that because I know that like if I'm in a room and somebody just like opens a can like that, it's like ooh, now I need yeah <laughs> something with bubbles in it. Yep. <laughs> like yes, you have a physical yeah. reaction to that sound for sure. Yes. Today. <laughs> yeah. What we're here to do? We're doing. A very tell me I'm gonna say the name of the flight and you tell me oh my gosh the cat <laughs> okay so today the flight is Noah 42 it's our old friends Noah yeah the nautical yes. observation I was like why I know I was I thought you were asking if we had done this and I was like I think no we've done. oh god no <laughs> not again I've heard this. <laughs> No, Noah. Yes. Um, if I was better at my job, I would have written down what it stands for. But Noah is that cool yes, organization yeah. that does all the ocean stuff. Yeah, very cool. Oh my god, it's can okay. you hear that? <laughs> I think we enjoy. I really it. hope everyone yeah. can hear that cat. Oh yeah. But um, <laughs> the Nando. National Oceanic. I know they put it on their own website. <laughs> nope. <laughs> If you go to the NOAA website, it just says NOAA. Why? NOAA. National. Why? National Oceanic, Oceanic. and Ap- Atmospheric Administration. Perfect. Beautiful. NOAA. Yes. So uh, this is a NOAA flight story. This story has absolutely everything. I just need to say that oh, right at the top. Let's go. Everything Excited. is in this story in the best possible way. Perfect. So... We got Noah 42. The name of the plane or like the team slash aircraft, Kermit. Do you know why? Yeah. Because the it's like sister plane is named Miss Piggy. Yeah. And they're like a team. Yeah. This is real. They have two planes and they are Kermit and Miss Piggy. Beautiful. And that is amazing. <laughs> and uh, they are Lockheed P3 Orions. So... Those are, this is an aircraft that was uh, discontinued in 1990 um, by Lockheed. It's a four-engine turboprop maritime anti-submarine aircraft. So, I don't know, cool. It looks cool. It looks like military planes when you look at it, but it has four prop engines, two on each wing. Uh, And we're going back to September 15th, 1989, baby. So we got the All 80s right. so far. Absolutely everything. <laughs> so I 
didn't know this. I don't know how I thought data was collected mm. for like about hurricanes and stuff. Uh-huh. Like I, I don't know what I thought. I guess I assumed like from space. I don't know. Mm. Like, like satellites. Uh, I don't and- know what. Yeah, I figured yeah. satellites. I, I, I don't <laughs> know what I thought. Right. But it turns out that the way they collect that data is by sending planes uh, no. with people on them into the hurricane. That sounds like a not. No, that doesn't sound like a good idea. They currently do this? Up. They still do this? I don't know. But in 1989, they did. <laughs> oh, my God. So, oh my god, in okay. the 80s, while it's the 80s, uh, baby. music, well, music was flourishing and some of the best children ever born were, <laughs> were coming into the world, yeah. Okay, uh, they were sending these aircraft, these like they were heavily modified so that they could handle flying into a hurricane, That's flying insane. into a hurricane, All right. Flying into our Would you do it? So, would I do it? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think I would. I would. Ooh, would you rather be on a submarine that was actually like down at the bottom of the ocean or on Oof. a plane in a hurricane? Submarine. Oh, for sure. No. Submarines are made <gasps> for that type of thing. Mm mm. <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean. It's very scary. I mean, as far as it can go, like if it's a sinking submarine, no, I don't want to be on that. I'd rather be in the plane. No. But if it's like I would a, a want like a cyanide submarine. tablet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. If I was going to be on a submarine, I would yeah. want a cyanide tablet. I can't. I can't That's live fair. like that. That's fair. I can't. Oh my gosh. There's That's probably fair. undoubtedly people listening to this who have both flown a plane into a yeah, hurricane yeah. and <laughs> worked on a submarine. Of the ocean. Yeah. So they modify these already like these these aircraft are made for the military Mm, mm. um and i guess the government because noah is not part of the military but they're made for like these uh, serious situations right where the plane you're expecting the plane to go through more than like a commercial jet would and then they modify them significantly more so that they can fly into hurricanes and that's both so that they can like function in like the research capacity, right? So uh, they have you know extra like research equipment and things like that, and then it's modified in some way that I can't understand or <laughs> or even imagine to make it safe enough yeah. to fly into a hurricane in the eighties <laughs> when yeah. like safe enough was you know it's safe just, enough. It's just like a yeah. bunch of metal <laughs> to protect it. Yeah. It's like a metal plane. But, put some extra metal on it yeah like um so that was just a thing that they did (laughs) maybe still do probably still do i guess maybe now they would put a drone into it i don't know but in any event there's a plane with 15 people 15 people on september 15th 1989 are gonna fly into hurricane hugo which uh, was a, a hurricane that started to form uh, five days earlier on September 10th and was still going to be going on raging on until the 25th of September. So it's, again, hurricanes are not a thing where we live. 
No. So I didn't realize hurricanes just could just keep keep spinning for for weeks. Right. But just like out Hugo into the did. ocean. Right. right. Or right into your house, well, depending right, on where yeah. you live. Right. I know I should have I wanted to like message Tim because the Hurricane Hugo was like mm, a major yeah. hurricane that did ultimately hit South Carolina. Yeah. But maybe I should edit this out. I don't know if he wants to. Know <laughs> he's got the accent, you know. Right, right, you know, right. he's, you know, he's you know he's our good Southern boy because right. he's got the accent. Right. But um, that's from FS Mania. Yeah, plug other people's stuff every day. So, oh. <laughs> um, the so on September fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine, Kermit with fifteen people, wow. two pilots, and thirteen scientists who are really the people we got to talk about the yeah. scientists yes, right this is a movie like this the pilot movie for sure it should be the pilots are are i assume total cowboys right and i oh, mean that yeah. in the best way possible yeah. like i don't know how you get signed up for this job but yeah willingly and that tells you a lot about the kind of they're you ready know, to go amazing yeah. yeah amazing cowboys um the captain is captain lowell and the first officer is uh jerry jerry bear so we've got two pilots we've got 13 people in the back they're different scientists they're also like navigators and you know all of these different things and what they'll do is they have the plane has like additional like radar equipment Mm -hmm. doppler equipment a lot of um different like tubes that they'll drop into the air drop all the way down into the ocean just taking measurements of the pressure and the wind speed and the storm all of it stuff <laughs> ocean stuff yeah droplets and yeah the droplets yes exactly <laughs> and uh they're going to take off from Barbados hurricane hugo has not hit barbados yet but it is like off the coast of barbados and they are literally going to fly <laughs> right into it and they're going to fly around in it for eight to ten hours. How? Oh, for eight to ten hours. Eight to ten hours. Uh, okay. 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 If you work at Target and you have a ten-hour shift, you would probably hate it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I don't say that to denigrate people who work at Target. Of course not. Retail a literally a necessary like like an an absolute necessity right. in our society. Right. B like everybody should probably have to take a lap at least once in retail everyone should maybe it would make people treat retail workers better and less like like crap when they're human beings and your fellow worker but i'm just saying my point is is that like that genuinely is hard yes (laughs) but they're gonna fly around in a hurricane for eight to ten hours how do they even i like i can't even imagine being on board right oh my gosh if you get seasick or like air sick Forget it. you can't how would you i guess if you join noah you probably have to have like a pretty strong stomach for that kind of thing but yeah probably i don't know i think it's amazing i think it's amazing yeah i think it's crazy i don't know i want to like talk uh, to a scientist it. yeah yeah or uh, you need like a anybody. lot of everybody yeah. right everybody on this plane all 15 <laughs> of them so the they take off from Barbados at around lunchtime, like noonish, on uh so I'm not even starting that early. And I just say that to mean like they're they're 
guaranteeing that they're going to be flying right in a storm at night right like in eight hours after lunchtime it's going to be dark for sure so just the conditions are just unbelievable yeah but this is their profession and that's what they're doing um so the there's three planes total going out into this recognizance mission is how i saw it referred to in one place which is like like you're spying on the (laughs) the enemy hurricane but it is i mean it's a info gathering trip so um they these like unbelievably skilled pilots unbelievably brave scientists there's kermit our boys uh miss piggy the sister flight and an air force uh c-130 so just a, a different air force plane and the Air Force plane, I believe, does not have uh, like scientists on it and is like a basically like a safety just to have like an extra set of eyes, an extra set of brains, like just in on this mission together. Okay. So in they go. All three they, planes. Uh, three different planes. Three different planes. Okay. So our lads on NOAA 42, on Kermit, are going to enter the hurricane first. That's Somebody's got to go in first. They're going to enter first. And so as they fly out there, they uh, notice that their like, bottom fuselage radar so there's a radar affixed to like the belly of the plane and that radar is like again it's a modified aircraft for this kind of thing Mm. supposed to be able to like tell them information about the storm underneath them about like how, how the the shape the intensity of the storm that's not working (laughs) and to me Uh, like again (laughs) if anything's not working (laughs) maybe we maybe we hold off but uh they (laughs) enter the storm normally somewhere between 5,000 and 10,000 feet above the water because they're flying out over the ocean from Barbados and normally they would enter somewhere five to ten thousand feet is not that high right. like that it, it's a commercial flight wouldn't fly at five to ten thousand feet you know across america right that's already not that high but because their belly radar isn't functioning they kind of talk about it hash it out and they decide that they're gonna enter the hurricane still go first and enter the hurricane at 1500 feet above the water so entering the storm at 1500 feet above the water is going to they've got radar on top of the plane and like around them so they'll be able to um get to know the storm better but they're way closer to the water so if anything goes wrong if they get blown and tossed by the wind then they're not nearly as high off the water but again these are some brave cowboys on Kermit the plane, and <laughs> they decide that they're still going to go first, and they're going to enter the plane at 1,500 feet. Okay. So they pull up to the plane to the the hurricane and just right into it, and start their job, which is flying around. The pilots have to. I cannot imagine. No. 
what it would be like to try to control the plane under these conditions. But they fly through it. They're just the scientists are doing what scientists do, which is like gather and record data. They have these um, drop zones, I think is how it's called pronounced. It's like a a tube that they drop from like a parachute that like sinks down. And as it sinks down through the storm, it like gives like data readings and like collects the data. And then they have these different like very heavy tubes that they like can drop down and like pull back up from the water. It seems a long way (laughs) yeah it seems it's it's amazing i mean it's amazing that this is like a thing yeah right like we there's so much like information that like we absolutely take for granted because people go out there and get it right (laughs) and so yeah for eight hours they fly around in this hurricane gathering different data points at different areas getting battered around dropping these like you know tubes parachutes just (laughs) dropping them down i do not know and did not find out could like did not find in the time i was doing the research for this if like they're dropping it like is part of the aircraft open i was just going to ask are they do they have like a hole in the floor like what is going on here how That's what dropping I, stuff. Uh, right. I think so. I think that part of the yeah. aircraft is open hmm. and they're, I don't know how they can hear anything. I do know that the cockpit door is shut, which would actually not be that common for like a flight like this at this time. Hmm. And they communicate with the flight crew using an intercom. And I think that that might be because of like a noise consideration. I think oh, that right. okay. they're maybe using headsets like you use on a helicopter right. and then communicating with the pilots using an intercom because I think they have part of the plane open. They're at low altitude. They never intended to go above 10,000 feet. Right. That sounds like low altitude. That sounds like <laughs> a part of the plane is open too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, wow. these uh, unbelievably, this is it's it reminds me of like those pictures of like when they were building the empire state building and yes. it just makes you like nauseous yep. because it's like oh my god what if you fall yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's like that <laughs> so they're just sciencing it up yeah just being our heroes Goodness. and they are eight hours deep it is 8 p.m it is dark it was already pretty dark because they're literally inside a storm but now it is also nighttime and they are getting ready to drop the last of the little of the drop zones if that's how it's pronounced drop zoned like the the tube Mm -hmm. to drop down and take the readings about to drop and they are entering like the part of the storm that they're trying to measure and bam they hit an updraft going like a like a real fucking updraft like this whole it's a literal hurricane there are updrafts we had the pilots have been handling it this whole time they bam hit a hard updraft that shoves them up hit a downdraft immediately that shoves them back down and then they hit a huge updraft that shoves them straight up six g's of force on their body just up they 
shove the plane they're close to the eye of the storm when this happens which i the eye of the storm is peaceful ish right and i guess the outs the portion of the storm that rotates around the eye is the most violent so the pilots basically respond to this like getting shoved up and down in the sky by like forcing the plane forward into the eye of the storm meaning they're into the the part of the storm that is the most calm Mm. so they shove their way in that portion of the storm as they know because they've been measuring it is 12 feet 12 pardon me 12 miles across so not that big when you're in an aircraft and that's trying to like fly around and has to try to stay in bounds so they shove their way into the calmer part of the storm and like catch their bearings and the scientists look out the window and can see that one of the engines is on fire They hit the intercom, call like engine three, fire, 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 fire. And the pilots, can they're getting a reading that doesn't say it's on fire, but does say that the temperature is ludicrous on the engine. So yeah. I don't know what's going on there. So they shut down the engine. So now they're like inside the eye of the storm trying to like basically like uh, pinball around in this like 12 mile radius of a of a pen. And one of their engines on fire, they shut it off. Okay, so they've still got three engines. You really want all your power to be able to deal with a flying through a hurricane. You want all the power you can get. They're they're not going to have it. They're no. going to have three engines. Okay. The pilots, so once they're out of that and they've shut down that engine, the the crew in the back, the scientists, are like looking out the window and they can see that the de-icing equipment on engine three so on the right side of the plane is hanging off it got shoved like when the plane got like shoved up down up like that yeah snapped the de-icing equipment like off the engine and it's just dangling which on a prop plane on a plane with external propellers it's never great to have something dangling off your plane thankfully like the de-icing equipment they were using it because they're in a hurricane, but but it's not like it's okay. It's hit, but having yeah. it dangle in a storm where it could get blown oh, right. up and like hit a different part of the plane, but nothing they can do. They called the pilots to let them know a uh, fire and it's dangling. So they're again pinballing around. The pilots communicate with the other aircraft right the two other planes that are in this hurricane with them and like just keeping everybody in the loop they're still at a low altitude and the scientists call the research base to say what's going on but it's 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 okay right three engines is okay the dangling is very scary Mm. they're as they're like in this part of the this the calmest part of the storm though and they're spending so much time like looking out the window at the engine there's like a film of something there's like some like schmutz on the windows and the pilots have that like thin film of schmutz on the windshield too yeah so again nothing they're okay but you know it's just not what you would like to have happen no ever but they're also in the middle of a hurricane on purpose (laughs) it's so crazy yeah 
So they've got the three engines going. They're talking, they're communicating with everybody. Forget the forget the measurements. We gotta get out of here. Engine four, the engine next to engine three, catches on fire. They call the the pilots. The scientists see it. They call the pilots. Engine four, fire. Jerry shuts down engine four. Captain Lowell is the one who's flying, physically doing the flying. So Jerry cuts it off and starts running the checklists and has, like, the the quick reference handbook, like, open and is trying to, like, they can fly with two engines, but having two engines on the same side of the plane means that the captain's job is more difficult now because it's extra effort certainly to fly a plane that has no engines on one side and both engines on the other side and again they're flying in a hurricane so they jerry's running through the checklist as they call and they're trying to they they got to get out of here but they need to like drop some weight they want to get up they want to try to like pull get higher so they can get further away from the ground or from the water in this case and so they start to just throw anything out so the captain starts to dump fuel no joke they start to throw some of the equipment out a lot of the equipment had actually come off the walls they have it all fastened down like you would on a boat and it had ripped off the walls from the force of that like downdraft updraft downdraft and so they threw everything out they the scientists in the back start to go through the ditching procedure for them in case this plane does like land in the ocean which they have a life raft in the plane and they have these special suits that they can put on that are like a combination of a life jacket but also to help protect them from the elements oh cool but guys like but a life raft in a hurricane. Oh, right, in a hurricane, yeah. In a hurricane, <laughs> okay. right? That's the thing. And everyone would know where they were. They have, like, equipment. They have right. life vests. But how much good is it going to do you? And it's, as we all know, ditching in the ocean under any circumstances right. on a calm, clear day is incredibly dangerous. Ditching in a hurricane so you can get into a lifeboat in a hurricane. I was just going to say, are the checklists different for this plane? Like there are their procedures, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I would imagine you can't just do a random and a normal quote unquote normal right. like water landing. Right. No, the the checklist, they must have like a unique checklist for yeah. landing in a hurricane. And I don't know who would have written that checklist, but it seems like one of those things where. I don't know. Like, what do you do if the cable snaps on your elevator or something? Like, what do you do? Right. Honestly, you die. Like, yeah, not exactly. to be horrible. No, but no, like, no, no. Yeah. You know, just it's the reality that's, of it. But, but prepare for everything and give people the best chance you can. Yeah. So Jerry's running the checklist. They're dumping fuel. They're throwing heavy things out of the water like the ship Noah was on. Or not, not Noah, Jonah. Like the ship Jonah was on yeah. when they throw everything off the plane. <laughs> yeah. Just to keep the Bible references coming. So <laughs> they they are doing everything that they can. And they're trying to ascend. They try to get up to 3,200 feet. And they can force the plane up 
to that height, to that altitude, but the plane won't stay at that altitude. And the captain is very worried that if he pushes the two engines that he's got too far, then those two engines might cut out, right? So right. He, he lets the plane, the, the speed won't, it can't maintain that altitude. So he lets it go back down to 2,000 feet, and that's where they stop. So they're around 2,000 feet. They're lightening up the plane as much as they can. They're preparing to cut back out, like go back through the roughest part of the hurricane mm-hmm. so they can get out. Engine four catches on fire. Oh. The scientists, I have no idea what they were thinking or feeling, but they can see out the window through the film, through like the the foggy schmutz or whatever is on the window the engine four is caught on fire they hit the intercom to tell the pilots the pilots are getting the temperature reading for some reason the fire alarm has not gone off even once for them but they can see the temperature is clearly a fire jerry cuts off engine four the plane cannot in any way maintain its altitude in these conditions with one engine and starts to drop. They've got some power, but not enough to keep them in the air. So they're dropping, but they're dropping slowly, pinballing inside this 12-mile radius. As they fall, the captain yells at Jerry to turn engine one back on, to restart engine one. Jer Bear marvelous professional pilot that he is starts to run through the engine restart checklist and jerry screams like no time and says just restart it right now no checklists and jerry agrees yes sir like shoves the throttles forward to restart engine one and it restarts it restarts okay and they don't know how long any of this is going to last for. Okay. They don't know if they're going to catch on fire again. They call the, the Air Force plane that had, had entered the hurricane with them, finds them in the hurricane, and is communicating with them over the radio and like shows them, like, here's the weakest point in the, like, the weakest like exit point from the eye of the storm like like follow me and as they start to approach it the the rain starts to like pelt down on the plane but they can't maintain their altitude still and captain lowell is like jerry restart engine three and four like we're just like let's just see what we can do so jerry no checklist just turns engines three and four and both of them just come back on after being on fire the They've got four engines now all of a sudden. At this point, they were 800 feet above the ocean. 800 feet. They had dropped down all the way to 800 feet, and they're starting to pass out of back through. And now that they're close to the Air Force plane, the Air Force plane can see. They, like, tell them, like, hey, like, can you, like, see the external, like, does the, what does our plane look like? They tell them, like, it kind of looks okay-ish. Like, doesn't look too bad. You don't have any, like, fire at this moment. Yeah. Uh, the the de-icing equipment that had been dangling just fucked off into the ocean. Perfect. It's just not there Beautiful. anymore. So it can't cause any problems. <laughs> Great. So they follow that Air Force plane right out of Hurricane Hugo. Oh, my God. And head back toward Barbados. 
now that they're out of the hurricane and eventually out of the rain altogether, totally out oh, wow. of any part of the storm yeah. as they approach Barbados, it's dark completely and they can really tell this weird schmutz all over the plane is like genuinely oh difficult to see through like they're having a hard time seeing in the dark without it. and again i think about like i'm sure they had an incredibly difficult time seeing before but when you're flying in a hurricane you're not depending on like the visuals right, right? right. you're depending on your instruments and like communications so now that they're 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 still able to use their instruments obviously but as they're flying back to barbados it is like very obvious there is something all over their plane they land safely in barbados everybody lives god oh my god how do you gosh. land a plane after that how do you how oh my god like how do you keep from i don't know how do you keep your nerves still to land the plane i don't know i think about like a lot of the pilots who have survived in the stories that we've talked about have said that like they don't really they don't like physically feel it as much until they're like they're like plane the touches ground, down yeah. and then their body is like violently shaking or i don't know my don't god know. they live they lived everybody lived that is that is like the it reminds me of the mummy like when they're flying that i don't know if you've seen it's like the mummy too it's brian's brian, favorite movie yeah though. brian and i used to watch it all the time and we I, we just watched it literally last week the whole trilogy or whatever it is but oh, uh it's uh it's literally the mummy like i just i that don't happens that's yeah in the mummy? yeah like they fly in the middle of like a sandstorm and it's that oh, kind of thing. And I just, yeah. I remember watching that thinking that's so unrealistic. The plane would crash, but maybe not. But that like getting sandblasted like um, uh, Aaron Mini Air Crash Investigations did a great video about this story that we just yeah. told. And he brought up in that story, the British Airways Flight 9, the episode he did with us. Hey, the... Yeah. Um, where they flew through the volcanic ash yeah, the, yeah. and it like sand yep. blasted their windshield like that sand blasted the plane right because it's just it's a it's i don't know it's just crazy yeah so they they lived they i cannot imagine how good it would feel to be on the ground <laughs> like i'm so glad they didn't have to like land on no. like a aircraft aircraft carrier or something because like uh, that's not the ground no no no. <laughs> like i want to be on on right. the earth <laughs> like touch grass. touch grass yeah touch grass <laughs> oh my gosh so they lived oh my god so what happened yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why did you do that plane <laughs> kermit how could you <laughs> okay so they they like looked at the plane obviously they looked at the 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 schmutz and it was salt oh sea salt, sea salt right Weird. the hurricane conditions were so intense over the ocean that the waves like if you like picture like a wave in the middle of the ocean it like pops up and sometimes will like throw if it's windy will like sp there's ocean spray like tr literal ocean spray right. the, the like aerosoled water that gets picked up into the hurricane 
So there's salt oh, in the air, right. like flying around in the hurricane. God. And they were up there for eight hours. And the salt got into the components of the like the fuel compressor, oh. like of the, the compressor of the plane right. and like of the engines and caused them to catch on fire, like created my understanding someone can definitely correct me if i'm wrong is that the like friction it created the resistance that it created mm. caused a fire which thank god i mean like they're in they're in rain and so like the fire didn't just spread but the the when they went back through when they were in when they were at the higher altitude cuz they were at such a low altitude they entered at 1500 feet and then stayed at that lower altitude closer to the ocean Mm -hmm. so there was more salt in the air when Um, they intentionally like went up when they they ascended inside the eye of the storm and like rinsed off their plane with like clean rain and that's what allowed the engines to come back on enough it gave them enough it washed off enough of the salt the engines on this aircraft are Rolls-Royce engines. Rolls-Royce makes a lot of aircraft engines. Mm-hmm. And Rolls-Royce was, like, horrified, but also, like, offended. They were like, that is crazy. Right. Like, no way. And they needed a lot of convincing. Like, Rolls-Royce really, really looked for, like, any other cause, even though, obviously, they had not made these engines with those conditions in mind right like that's basically it this is such an ex right (laughs) right we're not mad at you it's okay (laughs) like like it was just salt storm of the century nobody had like considered this the conditions are already so extreme and they prepared as much as they could but just this confluence of events and engine two the reason engine two didn't die the one engine that never caught on fire and died yeah that engine had been like replaced at some point in the lifespan of the plane so it was an updated newer more powerful engine which i don't a hundred percent get i don't know i don't think it could literally be generating more power because that would just mess with the plane i think that it's just the components were better i guess or whatever the case may be like it was just the best engine and it has bragging rights now on that point oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah well i mean salt salt has like wear and tear like we're we're familiar with that with our cars and stuff so i I would imagine the older engines like immediately you know it's a lot easier to erode in there than some newer no absolutely absolutely also, so there's something called, so it's, so salt accretion, that's the word for this, mm. like ice accretion is what it's called when like ice builds up on the plane and like causes problems. And Aaron in his video, um, in his mini air crash investigation video says like the, like it's called icing if it's ice accretion, like what is it called if it's salt? Is it like salting? <laughs> Aaron, it's assaulted. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. <laughs> obviously, it's assaulted. The plane was assaulted. assaulted. But um, but that's now good. that's it. We're going to lose like hundreds of listeners <laughs> from that pun. But it's fine. It's fine. So, yeah. That is, wow. uh, that is the story of 
Sorry, why Kermit do we know plane. why the uh, pilots couldn't see that the engines were on fire? They could only see the temperature? Or it was just like... Nope. <laughs> no, okay. Or if they... I guess they were something maybe... I don't know this. My Since the like cause was kind of just broadly the, the salt accretion, my guess... I do not know this. This is a guess. Yeah. But my guess is that the salt got into the sensors that would have... Oh, alerted right, the right, pilots to the fire yeah that's that's my my guess but but i mean eight hours i just keep thinking oh about God. how long that would be we and gotta the, figure out if they still do this ugh. and if they do there's 100 percent youtube videos that i'm gonna look after this oh yeah there's gotta be science, if they still TikTok. do it yeah, yeah. science tiktok Scientists. science youtube we gotta get on it yeah for real, I love science. I there are some of you wonderful people who listen to us are in like science fields, which is amazing. Yeah. And like we have actual rocket science listeners, it's amazing, we right? Like actual, yeah, yeah cool. it's amazing. But that like, I do think that I don't know the the scientists. I feel like the most like <laughs> envious of are any kind of like animal scientists like anybody yeah. who gets to just who gets to like watch Ugh. animals and like write down what they do all day yeah. like that and what are we doing Mariah? Right. that's what we should have done you're in the <laughs> like, wrong field uh, oh, but goodness. i wish we have to be passionate about our jobs and, <laughs> and other humans really like helping people yeah Ugh. but don't you like there is someone who is a squirrel scientist who just writes down what squirrels do all day yeah. and I want that job. Maybe we can but we can like start studying for it in our fifties and then retire doing that work. Probably. We could do that. Right? Yeah. Like a second yeah. career. But like yeah. on my terms, you know? Not because I have to eat. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing, right? If it's on our terms, then like we we can just do it, right? right. But that's you know. <laughs> no no no. I mean like I don't we don't need the this money to eat. Like we're choosing to work. Oh, you know I, mean? I got what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, perfect. <laughs> That is already kind of true of us, though. Like, yeah, we spend a lot of time watching animals and <laughs> recording what they do. Right. Being more and more sensitive to our, our pets' <laughs> daily routines. But, <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Uh, I, want, I want all of you to, I hope I remember to actually put this in, like, the, on Spotify for anyone who doesn't know because you don't listen on Spotify or you just haven't noticed it. We can like ask a question, mm -hmm. which is fun because it's just another way to hear from yeah. our favorite people out there. Um, but the I want to ask if you would rather be on like the plane. Oh yes. In a hurricane. We can also do an Instagram or, story, like a survey right, or whatever. Yes. You know how to use Instagram. Yeah. You can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but or like a a sub at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm but gonna, you're I'm fine with that. Mind. That doesn't feel bad to you to be in a submarine at the bottom of the ocean. No. If it's supposed to be there. I mean, yeah, like on purpose. Yeah, like, it, yeah, totally on purpose. That would be totally fine. Also, I probably would be okay with the hurricane thing if other people had done it for like years and years and years before me. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm not testing mm -hmm. it. Absolutely not. I am mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. that brave. But yeah, like <laughs> people have done it a few times. Fuck yeah, I'll go. Let's go. Like these pilots, yeah, like Jerry yeah. and Lowell. I'd yeah. fly with yeah. Jerry and Lowell. Well, definitely. Yeah, I mean they handled it. Mm -hmm. They handled this situation, they and did. the 
the scientists in the back I mean, I mean, they threw all their equipment off board. <laughs> they were yeah. like, get this shit out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, there there's like, a hurricane. These, That's like, all you need to know. <laughs> right. These like heavy metal tubes <laughs> that they use for like, that they like use for measuring something with the ocean itself. Yeah. And those are just like, oh no, like roll <laughs> yeah, out. Yes. Like, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. out you go. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, have fun with the fishes. Right. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. And I mean that. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. can you imagine though, know. like being their like boss or whatever, coming to the plane, not knowing? I'm sure they knew, right? Like they knew that the plane was they're communicating. Sure. But like, imagine they didn't. But if know, you didn't, right? And they just get to the plane and it's empty. <laughs> like, there's, there's no nothing. Like right. millions of dollars like, worth of equipment is just gone. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is, so so Hurricane Hugo ultimately was a serious hurricane yeah. that actually like ended up throwing like for you and I, Mariah and for like folks who live in like the, you know, Northeast mm-hmm. in general, 99% of the time, all we get of a hurricane is the, um, like a heavy rainfall yeah. and things like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that besides Sandy, which mm-hmm got downgraded to not being a hurricane anymore but like there's besides that we don't experience this but a lot of the people a lot of you find folks out there if you live in the caribbean obviously or if you live in florida Mm -hmm. or louisiana south carolina i do feel like south carolina kind of gets hit a lot by hurricanes yeah Yeah. doesn't it i think they both do the both, Carolinas? Both, I think both the Carolinas definitely yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wrong about that, but. That, um, or yeah, I just, this isn't weather that, yeah, I'm used to. And that's, I mean, I've said it before, but, like, at the end of the day, blizzards are so predictable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and maybe that's how we would feel about hurricanes if we lived through it, but. Right, right. But a blizzard's never going to, like, destroy my house, right? Like, right. I don't know. Well, yeah. I guess it could after this past yeah. one. But not like Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot easier to way. Right, exactly, not the same way. And I don't know. It's there's something more like permanent about blizzards, obviously cuz the element like stays per, yeah. like longer, I guess more frequently every time. Right. I don't know. But Right. Yeah, there's something more permanent about a blizzard that feels like you can prepare a little bit. Right. And that like, I mean this last one was so extreme. Oh and my god. You yeah. had a way more intense experience of it than I Horrible. did. Like We weren't prepared at all. I mean, we drove up like a couple hours before, but we weren't we really weren't. Right. We had no idea. And I had been looking and watching the news. Like I we were looking. Yeah. And Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But anybody who I mean, again, like we talked about all of the different ways that it would be like the millions of different things that could interfere with Mm -hmm. trying to prepare for something, again, partially because people who are used to it think like, oh, it won't be that bad or like, oh, I've, you know, I've been to a blizzard before, been through a blizzard. And I know that that happens with hurricanes, too. Yep. And like, these are the people who collect the data to inform you, (laughs) like if it's going to be. Like how bad it's going to be, which isn't something that 
Right. Like the predictions exist for our safety. Exactly. You know what I yeah, mean? And, exactly. and being like over prepared is preferable to being under prepared. Yeah. But yeah. So that is uh Noah forty two. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm so glad they they made it. Oh my fucking gosh. Landed it. it would be fucking landed it. They sure did. I think God they In- they tried the engines, you know? They're yes. Just like, oh, it's kaput. like we're done. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and that. I mean, Jerry's not wrong to go through the checklist, and Lowell wasn't wrong to tell him like no checklists, right? right? Like they were both. They were both right, and they got everybody out of that situation. And I mean, at the end of the day, as far as the equipment goes, the plane is the most expensive piece of equipment and the human lives are obviously exponentially like infinitely more important than even the plane. So, right. I mean, all things like they, they rescued more than enough. Exactly. From that situation. Right. But yeah. Yeah. I remember to ask about your fact. Yeah. Um, I prepared, I've had this pack back prepared for some time. Um, and then, you know, it's, all right, let me just, let me just explain this fact. I don't think I've ever done this one, but when I was younger, like kid, like seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. those like, you know, kid ages, mm-hmm. I had a science mm-hmm. book and I distinctly remember two facts from that science book. One, which is the reason we yawn is to get carbon monoxide or dioxide out of our lungs. Which one is it? CO2. CO2. There's no D or M in that. No. Carbon help. monoxide is from like gas, a gas right? Is from carbon, so carbon dioxide. dioxide. Yeah. Wow, guys. We're in the humans field, so scientists, please. Yeah. Soft uh, scientists. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love the soft scienti- sciences. The sciences. Ooh. But I've recently found out that I don't even know if that's true. So I'm going to have to do a little Mm. bit of a deeper dive on that. Um, I'm sure it's true to an extent, but it's like when you get sleepy, your breathing changes. So then your body is like, I don't know, yawning to get out. Mm. Bad Mm -hmm. gas. I don't know. What is that, right? To like get like every like like you need more oxygen. Right. 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 And so getting all the carbon dioxide out is like an important component to getting fresh oxygen in. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but that's not this fact. The other fact that I remember was that a sneeze, when you sneeze, it's Mm -hmm. close to, it's between 90 and a hundred miles per hour. Like, like everyone just, I don't know, they study sneezes and that's how (laughs) fast apparently it goes. So I, thank God, but I was like, let me just double check this because, you know, seven year old Mm -hmm. memory is seven-year-old mariah god knows what she's she's doing um and i found some blog post about how it's not true um because that's i guess that's like a widely known thing you know it's one of those kind of facts mm-hmm. that like oh yeah a human sneeze like is between fact. exactly is between 90 and 100 yeah. miles per hour well he linked this guy like linked and did a whole blog post about how that's not actually true um and it's more like 10 miles per hour, not 90 to oh. 100. So we sneeze, according to 
a whole slew of scientists, a real long list of scientists who studied people sneezing from pepper found that we only sneeze at 10 miles per hour. So that's my fact hmm. for today. All right. So we, we sneeze a little bit kind of slow. Yeah, kind of slow. I mean, it could be fast or slow. Like if I would have started out at 10 miles per hour and then found out it was only one, you know what I mean? Imagine if, like, instead of the sports that we have, if, like, competitive sneezing and, like, people oh were, like, pushing the limits and, like, getting, like, sinus injuries yeah. instead of, it's like, torn ACLs. It's got to be. Yeah. It's out there. I mean. Maybe we'll suggest that for Game this, Changer. Yes, we should. Uh, but oh. I love you, I love you, Mariah. I love you so much. I want everybody to know that I ask Mariah if you wanted to record tonight like two hours ago and you were game so well, thank you listen i get to thank sit you. here and listen to amazing stories so let's do it Ugh, it is such a pleasure to spend this time with you yeah and we love all of you so much mm-hmm. what a wonderful world thank god amen. for australia amen okay <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. If you noticed anything we got wrong or anything that you if you want to tell us anything at all, you can email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok. I still don't know how to use TikTok, so if you do, please help. We hope that you enjoy this episode. If you live in Buffalo and you'd like to meet us, and you're free uh, the Monday after Easter, then come meet us. We are still figuring out the exact uh, time and place and things like that, but message us on Instagram or at least check because we'll probably, well, we'll definitely post information about it there. And uh, yeah, we love you. We'll see you soon.